Welcome, it's SB Pod. Alongside Stanford Steve, I'm Scott Van Pelt. Lots to get to, big fellow. Mm. We got a playoff. We got some NFL. Uh, we got I got some other topics to get to. And I think that the is it okay to start with the final Texans update of the year? Final final. Yep. Okay. So Sunday afternoon I'm I'm in the parking lot of a little strip molly grocery story kind of place. Kind of in between where Steve and I both live. And it's <laughs> This is, this is the reason I'm smiling is because it's true. This happened. I'm walking. Um, I'm walking as it. Uh, just to paint the picture, I'm walking to go to a liquor store to buy some rum and some Pinot as a thank you gift for our two coaches, <laughs> for for our for the flag group, the Texans. Because look, you know these guys took it upon themselves to run some practices, get some stuff together. And they're the ones out there on the field with our little kids, blah, blah, blah. It just feels like the nice thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking through the parking lot, an obvious dad type, and I shouldn't stereotype, but I mean, like, you know, not a not a kid, not a, an elderly person, a dad in a big honking SUV rolls down the window and I hear him yell, hey, Scott, how's, that, how's the flag going, man? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I smiled and I said, "That's awesome." I said, "It's funny you should ask." Uh, I said, "The Texans just uh, just came up short in the uh, semifinal game." And it's like, "Oh, that's all right, man. I, I, I love it." Blah blah blah. So, sir, in the SUV from Sunday, thanks for listening and, and thanks for being interested. Um, the whole flag update started, of course, with there it is. <laughs> who beat the Texans week one. 42 to six mm-hmm. or thereabouts. Uh, and as we've covered, that was a bit of a wake up call to the organization. We, we need to button it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, do, do we need to have, do we need to have a full on mesh scheme? No, but just some vague idea of who's doing what, where are we going? Who's going out? Blah, blah, blah. Well, we got there, won some games and said, Hey, you know, it'd be fun. Maybe we get a shot at the Raiders again. Well, the Texans did. Now, if this were a Disney movie, mm. then maybe my guy Finn, who was awesome, he he grabbed like 15 flags in the game against the Raiders. Or my guy Cooper, a.k.a. Secret Weapon. Maybe even, maybe Joey, maybe even Sam. Maybe my Sam, who knows? Somebody catches a bomb and the Texans win and you're carrying your kids off on your shoulders and everyone's, you know, going to... Potomac pizza for a pizza party. (laughs) But to quote Jay-Z, this ain't a movie, dog. Uh, It's real life. And it was 16-16, Steve, first half. Oh. The youngsters were in in a battle. But as we covered, you can't really practice flag grabbing. Not a skill that you you just innately have. Catching a football, you kind of can practice and learn, right? Grabbing the flag, tough. Had a big fourth down, close in there. And again, we've covered the Raiders' schemes pretty good. Uh, that had a chance to grab a flag and keep it 16-all. They got in the end zone. Then they get the first possession. The second half, they score. Now they're up two scores. Mm. Not able to ever bridge that gap. But it was uh, it was growth from game one to the last game. P. 
people had a ton of fun. And um, in the end, fittingly, six-year-old flag kid ball championship will be the Raiders and the Giants. Uh, as we covered, the Giants have got pretty good scheme, too. Mm. So that's uh, that's going to be the final. couple questions. I, I got one more story, and I'll, I'll get All to right. that after. No, you ask the questions, and I'll get to my story. Okay. How's the fan base feel about the coaching staff? I wouldn't have bought him a. I wouldn't have bought not him. Not, a no, I'm asking the total. The total fan have, base. You're you're one of one. Just wondering. Te- I think Texan fans base are all very pleased with what okay. uh, what the coaching staff, uh, Coach Pat and Coach Mike did. We're very very pleased with them. Okay. Message boards are at a, at a cool medium. They're not, no one's they're not no bad. one's no one's demanding firings or okay. some of that. I have a practice technique. Sam okay. can start in the off season. Okay, what's that? You added to the family, and you brought a dog. Yep. His name's Red. That's Red, yep. Get Red, the belt, uh-huh. and put the flags on Red and say, Sam, Ooh. go get the flags. If you can get the flag off Red, you're going to be able to get the flag off the Raiders. I love that. I so love there you that. go. Off-season gr- starts today, Sam. That's it. We're going to... Actually, no. What starts what starts today is went. And get, it's holiday time. We went and saw one of eighteen Santas. Oh, and uh, but we'll we'll get back out there. We'll get in the lab and, and get and go to work. I do have one uh, semi serious dad moment. You can hear. I can hear the bed the Ben Fold song in my ears. Good morning, son. And uh, it was just such a cool thing that that it happened quarterfinal game was a good one texans packers and uh spirited contest packers are hanging in there it's a one score game texans have possession if the texans score it'll end it because they'll be up two scores and the packers only have one more possession and you're allowed one blitz per line which i want everybody out there to picture a little six-year-old chasing around a dad (laughs) blitz mode Texas were backed up against their own goal line. They Packers sent a blitz. Coach Pat hits Sam. Sam, we've been working on one thing. Buddy, when you catch it, just turn and run. My man turned it, put the ball in, as Steve calls it, the, 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 the go fast hand. Yep. Is, that it? Is that it? Yep. If you're and a righty, he, it's right. <laughs> and, and he put it in the go fast hand, and he was gone. And he had a walk-off touchdown, had the spike in the motion. All his teammates are mobbing him. They're jumping around. Dad's fired up for my son. But then here's the good part. At the end of every game, and again, shout to my guy, Ronnie, that runs kid ball. Anybody in the Montgomery County area is familiar with it because it's been going on for a long time. The coaches give out little pins, little MVP pins to whoever. Well, Sam... You mentioned Red, the dog. Sam sits there and looks at the coaches like Red looking at me, waiting to see, is there a treat? <laughs> there are any chances there's a treat? <laughs> uh. Sam's looking. Sam got the MVP pin for the walk-off touchdown. And I had I, – I went over to give him a hug. And I must tell Sam and my other two children – I love him a hundred times a day and I must tell him I'm proud of him 50 times a day. But as a parent, something I've read and learned and I believe is true is you can tell your kids, you know, I'm proud of you and you should, but it's important to tell them you should be proud because your kid 
hopefully has he or she has, you know, their own affirmation. It comes from within. It's as important, probably more. And I said to my, I said to my boy, I said, I said, Sam, man, you should be, you should be so proud. And he's six. He doesn't have any front teeth at the moment. It was pouring rain. His hair's matted up and he's got his little MVP pin. And as long as I live, I'll be able to see that grin on his face when he said, I am daddy. And, uh, I'm not trying to be corny, but you know me, I get emotional, like legitimately. I'm not trying to pretend like six-year-old flag football. I'm not saying Coach Saban's calling with an offer, okay? I'm just telling you my kid was proud of himself. And that moment, for as long as I live, I will remember as something really, really cool, uh, but something shared between a father and a son. And it was just neat. And I I just I, – I can't, I can't even imagine – as your kids get older and playing like big time sports where it's, and maybe he won't, I don't know, but if he does, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll root for him and you'll hope that that he's proud of himself or my daughter's proud of herself, whatever the case may be. And we talked about that with the swimming, same deal. The night, the night of her, uh, when she made it to like the divisional round, I said, you should be proud. And she said, I am. And that's where you just think I probably up plenty as a parent, but if in that moment, if they truly do think I am proud, then you can just take your hands off the wheel and be like, right on. That's that's really neat. So that was a fun part of Saturday. Um, and then I thought winners might go six and zero oh again. <laughs> we did we didn't get there. But anyway, it, I, if you'll you've indulged the stories of the of the of the flag, and in the end, the 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 payback was that little moment of something a whole lot more than just watching six year olds run around. Just that that moment of shared. Um, just a dad and his son on a Walter Johnson field on a rainy Saturday morning. So uh, thank you for indulging me and let me ramble on there about that. Good luck to the uh, Raiders and the Giants in their flag football finale. Not really. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave who we're rooting for out of it. I was going to say, not going to get involved. No, uh, there's <laughs> gave it a shot. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, speaking of the playoffs. Hmm. What storyline is most interesting to you of those four? Oh, 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 oh. I've gone around in a circle. I, I think they all are really, really, really fascinating, Scott. And I, me- I get it. This is the problem. And, God, every show I went on, uh, it felt like last week, people were like, oh, you really think so? Because I picked Utah to win, and I picked Kansas State to win last week. And I felt bad, but I still thought the four teams were going to be the four that ended up getting in. And with all this Alabama nonsense, and I mean, that's what and that's what it is. I, I just, I, I guess I'm glad I'm, I don't go on social media that much during the weekends. But I, I guess people were saying Alabama or, or TCU, who's it going to be? And I'm like, wait, people were really arguing that. I mean, Tennessee beat Alabama. Tennessee, if anything, it should have been Tennessee, possibly the next team in, not Alabama. 
Yeah, but they only lost by one point to LSU, and they lost in the last field goal to Tennessee, and all that's true. Yep. But if you want to talk about that, then let's talk about you had to you had to stop a bad Texas A&M team from scoring. You had to make a field goal at Texas. You had to stop Ole Miss in the red zone. I mean, you had a bunch of one-score wins just like you had a bunch of one-score losses. Scott, we had Nick Saban going on shows saying, make the line. Who would be a favorite, us or TCU? And you know what? This. I know, but he's listen, he's right. But you had three months to demonstrate what you were as a team. And (laughs) and so did they. And if they made a conference championship Uh and lost by an inch on the goal line, which, by the way, I don't know. Why don't you just spread them out and let Duggan make a play? I don't I'll never get exhausted because he had been battered. (laughs) He had been battered like a batting practice uh, baseball. Um, And and look, I. Would would anyone want to play Bama in a playoff? Of course not, because they've been through it a million times and they're wired for it. But your resume and what you've done has to has to matter. Has to matter. I think here's here's a headline for each team. If Georgia wins, they're the first team in the playoff to repeat. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Ohio State wins, it's the great redemptive arc of you get stomped by Michigan, you get in. It's the great redemptive arc if they get to go through Michigan and win. That's probably ultimately the most interesting. If they get a chance to go through Michigan to win it. If TCU wins, then it's the not little engine that could by any stretch because they've got plenty of assets and and you know mm-hmm. history and history in Fort Worth. But they were the one that was the least regarded when the year started. No one thought they had a chance. I remember I, David Pollock was on with us when they when they hosted Oklahoma. And I no, when they hosted Oklahoma State. And I said, if TCU wins this week, talk about them in the playoffs going to start getting real. And I remember Oklahoma State fans were all mad at me. I, I didn't hear much from them at the, as the year progressed. But the TCU story is, is obviously would be a great one. And then the Michigan one is, hey, you guys didn't fire Harbaugh. You let him figure it out. And they created their own identity and now this proud program that's got all this great history now gets to stamp itself in the modern era and that's by the modern era i don't mean color television i mean in in the twitter era they get to stamp themselves as being a historic program now not in leather helmets not back in bo schembechler's days now And, Mm. and each one of those is really really a compelling thing I think if Georgia becomes back-to-back in this era and then they get to stamp themselves as the dynasty with NIL and the way they've got it cooking, they become a really, they already are, a scary machine to deal with. But what if they what if they lose all that to the league and then they do it again? It'd be a hell of a thing. Yeah, it would. Uh, to me, when I look at your saying storylines, I think the quarterbacks of every team are monster storylines. When you go through Georgia, look what Stetson Bennett, a little guy that could, you know, has a chance to go back to back. Stetson Bennett, crazy. He's like 30. Yeah. That's fine. CJ Stroud, off his worst performance of the year against Michigan. What does he do now against the number one team in the country? Three weeks ago, he's the number one pick in the draft. He's the game changer at the next level. He's as accurate as anybody I've seen in this level. Yeah. The narrative's changed a little bit, but. The opportunity he has, man, he has to be relishing in that. That's why next to Ohio State, what I wrote down, Steve, was what if. And you you can fill that in. What if Stroud's terrible again? Or 
What if he's awesome? Like yep. either, however, I'm not specifying good or bad. It's just Ohio State to me is the giant what if. Because what if they got another chance to play Michigan? And what if Michigan stomped them again? <laughs> I know Michigan people. Michigan people are like the they're like the crazy guy and the I can cartoon waving yeah. the fingers going, come on. <laughs> they and but be careful, be careful, go blue, because what if? What if they get that chance and then they stomp you? I mean, it, Ohio State's the biggest what if of all because I yep. think because there's no in between with them. We covered this last week. You guys don't handle losses well. You don't deal with them very often, but when you do, boy, do you suck at dealing with them. Mm-hmm. So the what ifs for them are the most interesting, I think. Yep. And in the other game, TCU, we talked about it, Doug, and I, I've, I've loved him since I, I saw him against SMU in the beginning of the year. What he's done. What he's asked to do to come in off the bench in Colorado. He wasn't even, he lost the starting job. And here he is in the playoff. And what he did Saturday, just oh saying, my God. screw this, I'm taking it. He was, a pinata, it. he was a pinata. Like every, like I kept looking at his arms and trying to figure out is he bleeding? Is he just got everything? Does he just have hematomas. I mean, he's just got lumps and bumps. And he looked like, he looked like his internal temperature was like 140 degrees. He was just all red-faced and blotchy. God, I loved it, the effort he gave. He gave everything for that team. And I think it re- it took its toll on him because I really think of going back and watching how worked up he got when he realized he threw that pick in the end zone. You could see the angst just build up on his head like, I don't know if we're going to get another chance at this. I am worried. And then you see the team reaction get in the playoff, and you just saw him take a take a yep. deep breath like, now we re-go, re go, restart it up. Uh, and then finally, JJ McCarthy, who has impressed me as anybody this season in the improvement he has shown and the way his play, I just keep saying he's ascending. Like he, I didn't know he could throw it like this. I didn't know he could run it like this. And one guy that did was Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh made the move when he did. Jim Harbaugh put him in games last year when everybody said he shouldn't. And look where they are. Now, talk about a plan playing out. Jim Harbaugh doesn't get enough credit for how this has played out. You, on, on SportsCenter during the year, we had a segment called Stanford Education where Steve would go through three games, and it was sort of something people might not have known, a factoid, just something you found interesting. And at some point in this season about him, you asked specifically, can this guy throw the ball? Can he throw it if he has to? Yep. And you weren't saying he couldn't. You were legitimately asking yeah. – can he? Because you hadn't seen it a lot because you hadn't had to because they had quorum and they ran it down your throat. And then at Ohio State, I mean, he threw a bunch of big time throws. The throw that made it 28-19 the other night against Purdue, it was a third down. We were kind of rooting for a field goal there, those of us that back Purdue. <laughs> Coach Brom ran the cover play a lot. Kicking some field goals, but then in the end, Coach Harbaugh decided he was going to run the cover touchdown play, which was it was kind of a sad one. But that that throw that made it twenty eight nineteen was big time. Um, so anyway, that we end up where we end up. USC, I, I was with you. I picked Kansas State and I picked Utah. Uh, we I love Williams. Just enough with the fingernail polish, man. Don't, don't you know? Come on, there's what, what's there to be gained by that? I get it. I don't I'm not, it, I'll, so I'll I, never, ex- I'll don't never know. exist. I'll never exist in a space where I'm the quarterback of, of USC and I'm a big time. Right. I'll never be that. So, okay. But just, it just, you gain nothing. 
You gain nothing by poking the bear, particularly now when if you get beat like that, after you hurt your hamstring and you gut your way through that and salute to that. You talk about what Duggan put on the line. So did so did Caleb. No doubt. But Duggan didn't have FTF Kansas State on his fingernails. So I don't know. That's just feels unnecessary. This is maybe old man talk. I don't know. I'll, I'll, enough. You got anything else on college or I'll pivot to the NFL? How many towel boys do you think USC has? I don't know, but it was I, – I started about 100 times to tweet about it, and I just – I don't know that I – I don't think I ever did, but it was – however many it is, it's too many. Yeah. And a, a number of them look to be like middle-aged people. Whose uncle is that on your sideline, and why <laughs> is he there? Enough. You're USC. You don't need that. You don't need it. Mm. Play fight on – Put, put a zillion people in the Oh, they do. They do that. Oh, I, well, okay. <laughs> but th- enough with the hype guys with the towels. Holy crap. Because mm. you know what it is? You're, you and I, are, we both have a sour gear. We both have the capacity to hate. Things I hate. You want to know what I hate? The towel people on the SEC, on the, yeah. uh, on the SC sidelines. Because it just feels dumb and beneath you. Mm-hmm. And it makes me want to hate you. And I don't want to hate you. Yeah. I, I've said all year that the the, the the turnaround from them from a year ago is incredible. And it was it was enough. What you guys did was enough. You, you didn't need the extra, in my opinion. But uh, still, it was, it was a hell of a year. Mm. And and they did have, ultimately, in the end, a little bit too much to make up for on, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it kind of... The whole turnover margin that was so drastically in their favor all year that figured to be at some point bite them. And Utah is built to punish you, and they take great pleasure in doing so, particularly when they've been told that you're not going to be able to. Mm-hmm. Like, is that right? Mm-hmm. Same guy. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hell, they'd play SC again this week if they could. You want to? Oh. We'll run it back. Let us know where. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, some NFL stuff. We're San Francisco now with Garoppolo Hurt, which is kind of ironic because he was supposedly a bum that they were going to move on from. And then it was like, oh, thank God we have Jimmy. Now they're like, oh, God, what are we going to do without Jimmy? I don't know. You tried to, you wanted to trade him. Like, can, is there defense enough? Are there skill position players enough between what they've got that you scheme it up and can work around a rookie quarterback? 
Yes, I believe so. I really do. You talked about Shanahan. Look at games in the NFL he's won with at quarterback. No offense, Nick Mullins. No offense, whoever the hell else there were when Garoppolo got hurt before it was before it was Garoppolo's team. Uh, I, I trust them. Our guy Grease is out there now doing the quarterbacks. That team has everything you want. They have a defense. It's going to travel. They're as physical as a team on the offensive and defensive side of the line of scrimmage as there is in the league. That stuff travels. I actually look at Purdy, and if you don't know him, he's a kid that played a ton of college football. I think it's 46 starts it was, uh, at it was, Iowa State. It was a the lot pro- of starts in a, in a high-level program. And the problem was his numbers regressed. His team wasn't as good as they got older, and then they didn't meet ex- expectations his senior year. Through I think it's 27 and 9, 27 touchdowns as a sophomore. Now, I will say this. He's more mobile than Garoppolo. And maybe Shanahan goes back to some of the Trey Lance stuff to help him get easy throws. That's and interesting. That's Shanahan's interesting. done a bunch of stuff uh, it, as far as being creative and, and making things easy for the quarterback. I, you know, it's unfortunate with Jimmy G, but Jimmy G, you knew exactly what you were going to get. Yeah, and, and it Kirk, wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a high ceiling, but it was it, no. was it was a pretty high floor. Yep. And I think with Purdy, there's. There's some wiggle room to do some different things to keep other teams All right. off track. I, now, are they the Super Bowl favorite? Absolutely not. Can they go on the road and, and win playoff games? Yes. But then when I look at this new format now, there's only one team gets a bye, so they got to win four. They're not going to be the one. So they nope. got to be. They got to win four games to go to the Super Bowl. That's a lot. That's a whole lot, man. I just, yeah, just. It, but it, it, are they, they are as dangerous as they as they can be, and I'll, I'll say that. I disagree with that. I, don't, I mean, I think they were more dangerous when as they could be before Garoppolo got hurt. But you make some interesting points about Shanahan, who is so revered as a play caller and what they can come up with. I, it'll be interesting to find out because it's his show. I mean, I get Mayfield got released today, and I people ask you, hey, did they want to go get Mayfield? I'm like, what, to start? He couldn't start for Carolina. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We'll find out. Who do you like more, Philadelphia's offense or Dallas's defense? Ooh. Probably Philadelphia's offense. That's my answer. Um, Hurts. I love Hurts. Holy crap, is he I, good? Yeah, I could talk about him all day. I, yeah, I, we did. We did last yeah, week, but it's just week, every every week. Every week it feels like there's more stuff, there's more elements to it. Like Hasselback, we've done the breakdowns of the run game, and then Sunday we broke down sort of the, some of the passing stuff they did. AJ Brown had a massive game against his former team. But I mean, speaking of one seed, you look, I give you credit. You called it really early. You said the Super Bowl goes to Philadelphia week two. Yep. And when I think about yesterday, Scott, it's different because last time we saw Philly, they ran the ball down the Packers throw. I think it was over 350 yards they ran for. And who comes in with Rabel and, and some bully ball? And then they just threw it on him. Yep. And you don't see that a lot. Especially against the Titans, yeah, so, the ability to be the, the ability to, to to be completely stylistically different hmm. based on who you're up against. I mean, maybe you can say, yeah, we're going to throw it some, but not be as effective. Maybe you can say, yeah, we're going to run it more, but not be as effective. They seem to be able to be a chameleon, like whatever you want us to do. So you're you're dead set now in the Niners. You only think Dallas is the only team that could go to Philly in the playoffs and win. I think so because I think that. I think it's gonna. You're gonna have to be able to keep up with them offensively. The one thing I know is this: that worries me. 
boy would it be boy would it be fun to see 97 from San Francisco <laughs> and that D'Amico Ryan's unit from front to back they are horrifying <laughs> deal go go play Philadelphia that would be a that'd be a blast because I just don't feel like we've seen look Washington went there and won how'd they do it they possessed the ball they just wouldn't let Philadelphia touch yep. the football they ran it Heineke made plays when he had to and even then it required a couple of just goofy plays where you know they stripped Quez Watkins didn't they wasn't that who it was and yes. they, yeah they when he got up off the catch got and it looks like the I mean, Washington dominated that football game, and, and Philly was still one play away from winning, and they almost got it. I, I just no one slowed him down really yet. Um, I mean, again, Washington beat him, and the, the recipes possessed the ball, which certainly San Francisco could do. I don't know. I mean, the playoffs are anything could happen. You're just if I'm ordering who I think could do it, feels like Dallas, San Francisco, those are the teams. Not Minnesota. We saw it earlier this year. You know, they're an underdog at Detroit this week. 10 and 2. 10 and 2 Minnesota at Detroit. Underdog. Mm. That is wild to me. Wow. Detroit's, Detroit's played Detroit's played a lot better lately. I mean, they're they're a four or five. They almost stopped, you know, almost had Buffalo. There's a path for them to make the playoffs, and their schedule's not that hard. They beat Minnesota this week. Start entertaining it. I mean, it's going to take a lot for it, it to happen. But I, listen, if you're a Detroit fan. First of all, God bless you. You've been you're not at work today. You're still hungover. You should be. Yeah. You guys, we're talking. It's December, and I'm talking about a path, not to the number one pick. I'm talking about a path to the playoffs. Again, it's going to require some magic, a little smoke and mirrors, a little sleight of hand, but still, it's a whole lot more fun than you guys are going to take. Who are you guys going to take this year, number one? <laughs> I have one more guy I want to talk about from the NFL. I love Joe Burrow because I think he's got that thing, that authentic thing that people gravitate towards. It's it's he like Joe Cole or whatever kind of social media sort of hashtaggy kind of thing. No, I'm talking about what's real. I'm talking about a dude that's a, that that has it. That's a <laughs> which is the best compliment you can pay. Like in, in, in basketball, they talk about it all the time. Are you that? Are you an MFer? Because that's what you need a few of those guys to win games. Tough, a leader, a guy that can get on his other teammates, even teammates that are better than him, that are, they're just going to be like, all right, I got you. He played on a generationally great LSU team. And I think that created in him this, this belief that he was that guy. And... I feel like you see it when you watch them play. They they beat Kansas City, um, and they're a team whose schedule is nasty. I mean, they mm -hmm. they they may find themselves on the road week one, like in a wild card spot. So be it. They don't care. Like, cool, we we've done that. We got to do it. We'll do it. I just think watching Burrow go head to head with Mahomes in a game that was it was a great game. I just find myself looking at Burrow and shaking my head and going, that guy's that guy's got the good stuff. And that puts him in the category with the Mahomes types. Um the the the, the people that are I feel like for the next decade will be in that top tier quarterbacks we talk about. No doubt. Uh I, I mean, you and I follow college football. We saw this thing rise. I thought if you if you wonder about what kind of guy is Joe Burrow is. In, in Bruce Feldman's book, um, 
he told a story about when Orgeron knew that Burrow was going to be the guy. And it's an amazing story. But it basically gets down to the nuts and bolts of the offensive and defense are going at it. And Devin White, all everything linebacker for LSU, is giving it to the offense. And basically, Joe Burrow takes off his helmet, shoulder pad, and says, let's fight. <laughs> that's how crazy Joe Burrow is, okay? Right. Well, let me Devin just White there. against that, that's, Joe Burrow. Okay, I, I got I got White in that one. <laughs> Prohibited so, favorite. It's, a, it's an unbelievable story. Bruce tells it in his book. Um, and we know people at LSU. We've heard plenty of things. I heard talked to people at Ohio State when Joe was there. He had a serious confidence, arrogance about himself, and he was dying to show it. Coach O brought him in, and I, I, I have to go back and find the podcast because Felica and I did a did an offseason deal, and we were started talking about they're like, yeah, this Joe Burrow, he's going down on a visit to LSU. He's going to transfer, and he might take some other visits. I'm like, stop. I go, if he goes to Baton Rouge, he's not going anywhere else. He's not going to go on another visit after he goes to Baton Rouge. And then that's what happens from there. But he's he's fearless. You talk to people. He's, that's, the, that's the perfect word, too. He's perfect word. And he and, and that there's a confidence. Yep. He you you see, um, he he kept his wits with the drop by Boyd yesterday. He kept coming at him. You know, he takes a sack on that the the two minute deal, which is not a smart play because you could have just thrown that away, and that's a two minute warning. Clock's still going to stop. And third and eleven throw, you win the game 11. if you make it. And he's pressured, and he hits Higgins, and it's game over. Yeah. So that's a they, bad boy right there. They are not afraid of anybody. And nope. you mentioned the schedule. That that's a huge deal. They do get Buffalo, I believe, coming in on a Monday night in a couple of weeks. They do. Sports Center to follow. What's and up? I think that's actually the night. Yeah, it goes Rose Bowl, Monday night football, Bengals, Bills, which would be awesome. Nice. That's 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 a great day, America, to just sit there, get wrecked, and then watch us on TV. <laughs> speaking out. of speaking of Coach O, I saw him and Stop. UNLV. No, it's not. Come on, it's not come on. True. Yes, it is. Make it true. Come just on, for, make it true just for the possibility no. of him taking up residence in 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 in, a, in the Sultan of Brunei suite in some hotel and just being like, "Go Rebels, go Rebels." Ha, 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 ha. I'm gonna go uh, down and play some Pagal poker. I don't know the rules, but I don't care. I'm gonna play Pagal. Where are you going, Ed? I'm gonna play Pagal. <laughs> I'm gonna take my shirt off and play Pagal poker. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself, but I'm not laughing at what I'm saying. I'm laughing at picturing him at the table with his shirt off playing Pagal. Oh, come on, man. make it real for just no. the, just for the. Come on, all the the portal and all the. By the way, can I just one portal thought just real quick? It, it has to be after the bowl games. Someone's not going to be able to play a bowl game this year. And you can say to me, there's too many bowl. You're right. There are too many bowl games. No, but but just here's what needs to happen. Tell me you you shouldn't a bowl game shouldn't count against your red shirt. That's right. that's the rule that needs to change. OK, there you go. You get four he games. Just, he just fixed it. Yep. There you go. Okay. I'm here to fix things. I can't fix a goddamn thing in my house, but I can fix the portal. Yeah, but like my dad told me, you either are the guy or you got to have a guy. So just <laughs> find, got to find a have a guy. 
It's 2022. I'm sure if my dad were still alive, he would make it politically correct and say a guy or a gal. It doesn't have to be a guy, but it's a metaphorical guy, a person. You got to have a person that can fix stuff. Neither one of us are good at that. Good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Capable. Right. Right. Not even not not remotely capable. Uh, Are there any other things on your list for this week? Yeah, I got a big decision to make here. All right. I'm I'm looking to make a purchase. Here we go. Want to buy a truck, Scott? Okay. Pickup truck. All right. I need to know what I should buy. All right. Well, I would just say this about our listeners. I think our listeners care about us as humans. Yep. And I think that there's some people out there in the truck space that could help you. That's what I'm asking for. Hit me up. And now, and I'll just say this. I'm not going to mention any brand names. No, I'm not either. Because I honestly have no idea. But I'm just saying. I'm a pickup truck. I feel like we move product. And so if you want to hook my guy up with a vehicle and make him the official vehicle driver of your brand, I feel like that's a win. Hey, so get at him. Get at him in the uh, in the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Give my man. Give my man a truck. (laughs) (laughs) 30 seconds in Van Pelt asks for free truck for Steve. (laughs) Hey, look, you give if you you know, if you don't ask, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. I Hit me up I on need, Twitter. Yeah. Shoot me a direct message. Any of you truck guys out there? I just got I got questions, but I you need want, you want like a covered cab. Like, I mean, that's 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 an SUV. You want what no, do you I'll... want? A, a, you want a cab? Yeah, because the extended cabs are bigger than these SUVs. Now, the girls are only getting bigger. Yeah, there there's more room in the pickup trucks now. I'm convinced of it. OK, so. Th- all right. All right. I got go. one last question before we go. All right. For the 14th straight week, do you have a scenario for Monday Night Football for fantasy? I do. No, I don't. I don't. I just will tell you this: we're we're in we're in peril. Uh, we're in peril. There's 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 some. I, I I find myself needing results next week, and let's just say that we haven't managed well with the realization that there are six teams on by on a week yeah. I have to win. It's going to be. Waiver wire Houdini. Um, I don't know, man. Who it's the gonna hell? It's gonna be bad. It's gonna hold be on, it, it, it's on, gonna be a bad on. week for me next Sunday. What? All right, I just want to get this out of the way. Okay. Because if we're gonna attempt to tape a podcast on a Monday night, who is well, the Monday night game next week? Oh my Cardinals most, Patriots. My two most disliked watching teams in the NFL. Sweet. I don't and, have it. And you'll know. have a scenario. Uh, I'm sure I will. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I will. You'll have, uh, <laughs> you'll have a tight end for the Patriots. Goal. Let's let's just say in one league that's rather lucrative. The the the, the scenarios where the lucrative payout could be happening could be happening. So mm. I'm sure I'll be a treat to be around. Yep. Speaking of treats to be around on the way out, shout to the Dirty Terps fans. I I, I was. Terps are ranked 13th this week. That might be a little high. It's a tough week. They go to Madison. That's a that's a difficult building to win. Shout out to Big Cat. You guys get a good whistle there. You know what it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, they do. It's, well, it's pretty it's pretty well known. It's also a good it's, a, it's also a good team. Uh, you know, it's this t- this team was picked 10th in the league, and they're now ranked 13th in the country. So it's a bit ahead of schedule. Uh, but I just I was I was there uh, Friday night. It was awesome to, to see the students come out the way they did. This is this is a fan base that's arrogant. 
They talk about themselves like they think that we're, that Maryland's a top blank job. Well, okay, part of being a top whatever job is having a fan base that supports you like that. And so the Illinois game was a great start, but you you Maryland fans know that there's another gear in there. You know you've got another gear, so you got to find that. But Kevin Willer's done an awesome job. His team's played great. It was a whole lot of fun. Illinois is really good. So that was an excellent Are they? Win. Yes. I'm convinced okay. of it. I, All I, right. I, look, if I'm wrong, if I 33 Hawkins is a pro and he's gotten so much better, it's crazy. They got a lot of versatility. I like their roster. Um Shannon missed a bunch of threes that thank God because he made like eight of them against whoever it was UCLA a week a week before. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're good. But again, it was just it was a it was a happy it was a happy night and it was, you know, uh it was fun to see the building like that. I do have one just one last thought to grow on to that Turp fan base. You don't have to create make believe scenarios where that's the first time the building was great in a decade because that's not true. And there's no need to say that because it's just not accurate. It's awesome that it's awesome now. Let's let's just focus on that and not invent the fact that it's the first time the building was good in 10 years. Really? You know that's not true. You hate that person so much. Because making up a fake reality is not necessary. It's great right now. Are you happy right now? Then just be happy right be now. Be happy. I, What's I wrong am? with being happy? Nothing. That's what I'm happy. Oh, I mean, people be happy. Be happy. No need to make up make believe things about how for a decade it was Siberia. It's just not true. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, all right. Shout to the Turp fans. Great to see you. Hey, we'll see. You're coming with me for UCLA, right? Yeah. Did you not know that? I didn't. That was a long enough of a pause that I didn't think you like. I, I'm on. in. Next Wednesday, UCLA. You and yeah. me. All right. We're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna stare we're gonna stare at Mick Cronin and make mean mug at him. That's my guy, Mick. He just laugh. He'd be like, he'd be like what are you "Hey, what's up, Scott?" No, he just be like, "What are you?" And then the at? whistle starts, and he's on Mach ten at the refs. Love that. Love, Love that. He's a, you know. I mean, a lot of energy. Him and him and Willard. That'll be good. Need a lot of energy in that building, Turp fans. Yeah. You at least. That's that too. Rev that's it up too. pregame. Put her on John Brown's tab. Everybody have a great week, and uh, <laughs> we'll circle back and catch up next time.